Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right, so we're going to do part two of uh, Voyager. I almost called it Deep Space Nine, but it's Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. The caretaker. We're gonna we split it up last week because we really did a lot of talking about the show. And for those of you who may be new listeners, hello and welcome. Welcome to Dork Trek. We're the longest running, dirtiest Star Trek podcast on the internet. That's I right. Was, I was worried because I was afraid we were gonna get like an influx of new listeners and then people were just gonna go that we're filth and terrible and <laughs> like this. We are. We yeah. have to retrain them with yeah. that whole thing of all the iTunes reviews where they're like, Well, I tried to listen to one episode and then they started talking about gay football. <laughs> then they started talking ah. about Seinfeld. <laughs> Two hours were devoted to Law and Order before they even came around to giving the review that they loved the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that voice you hear there, that's Ben McCormick. He's our resident Star Trek uh, expert, and he's sassy. Nerd. Sassy. Ben technology. Ben's got a lot of opinions on a lot of things. So if you've ever listened to the show in the past, you know that. If you're new, say hello, Ben. Hi, I have opinions. Yep. And Jenny is a very, very lovely and talented young lady who says the most disgusting and despicable things in the entire world. If Ben is the resident Star Trek nerd, what what does that make me? Um, You're a fan. You like Star Trek. It's not not your be-all, end-all. It's not your 24-7 thing, but you're a fan. You like it. I don't know if I have a be-all, end-all anymore, honestly, like of anything. It's hard, yeah. I diversify these days. I lose interest in things quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? I lose thing, interest in things when I meet the other fans. I can see that. <laughs> yes. That's very much Because the case. they're either toxic or they're creepy. Or they're both. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are we then? Are we creepy or toxic or both? Some of both, yeah. I think. I think that's we have a good mix between the four of us. Okay. Well, there's only three of us here because Dennis um, just did decided not to show up. He, you know, some people are are able to get through an episode of Voyager. Some people aren't. Well, I mean, last week, if you remember, Dennis mentioned that he would never watch this episode ever again. <laughs> so I guess he didn't want to review it ever again either. He said, "You know what? Hey, PTSD <laughs> is a thing." Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, it's not, I I have this weird, at least right now, I'm trying to be an optimist about Mm -hmm. Voyager, which I think Mm -hmm. is, which is cool. I think, Jenny, you're very much along the same lines, yes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so far pleasantly surprised. I think I may have mentioned this last week. It may be because I set my expectations so low that like, I'm like, oh, this is actually not too bad. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. See, my thing with Voyager is... I want them to let me down. I don't want to be so negative about it where it's like, fuck this show. I want to try to go into it with an open mind and let them disappoint me, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? That totally makes sense. And so far, from what I've seen, um, I instantly hated Neelix. And it turns out I'm not alone. I thought I was going to be the only person. No, no. No. Like, apparently today I saw that he's, like, the most hated 
Star Trek character ever. Like he's the Jar Jar of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think that. I can't think of any main crew, you know, seven names in the credits person that is hated more than Neelix. Yeah. I can't. Ben? I, yeah, when you said that, I, I started going through all the casts. And for the prime timeline, no. And yeah, I don't even... And the thing is, I don't even think it's close. No. Like, I mean, like me and Worf, I don't like Klingons, but I think Worf is cool. Well, Worf is at least interesting. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's the difference. I can hate Klingons and still it's like, well, yeah, still I want to watch Klingon story because it's interesting this week. He, he does a thing with the thing and kills a guy. Neelix... He makes cheese. Yeah. He has coffee substitutes. He is a pain in my ever-loving ass. He's the worst. I can't think of anyone worse than him. Everything that makes life good, he takes it away. And, Damn. And later on, in later seasons, he be gaslighting the shit out of that girl. Oh, no. Like, oh, he doing some negging, too. I don't know what's negging. I don't know what that is. Oh, I learned about no. that on Mouthy Broadcast. That's, you know. That's a Mouthy Broadcast. <laughs> That's Jenny's other pod- podcast. But uh, it's just thing, like, you know, Bob, you know, you, you, I'm paying attention to you right now. And you should appreciate that because usually people don't talk to people with uh, beards like yours. But it, uh, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I, I you know. So, yeah, because I, I, I don't remember. pretty cute for somebody with glasses. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Some guys wouldn't uh, date a guy your weight, but. Uh, you know, but yeah. hey, I'm making an exception because I think you're really yeah, nice. I, I can be cool. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Okay, so yeah, so Neelix be doing that too. Mm-hmm. Because like wow. there are episodes later on where I guess like uh, Tom Paris and whatever her name is, um, Deck, what's her name? Rex, Be- Bex, the girl, the girl, the alien girl. Oh, uh, she, well, if you hadn't said it, I had her name. Uh, uh, shit. Tax, Jax, Bax, no, See, you're, you're Rax, not even close. <laughs> Max. It's something like that. It's like it's 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 like a sound almost, like bang. Yeah. I I mean, I literally was just tar, bar, far, see? car, Fart. bar, kiss. There it is. I was close. God damn it. <laughs> Just combine all the consonants together. Yeah, it's a consonant and a vowel and then another consonant. Kess, yeah. He'd be gaslighting the shit out of her because like, he's always like, well, it's not you that I don't. I just don't trust that Tom Paris, the way he looks at you. I don't trust him at all. So he's real like possessive and creepy and be like, well, it's not you that I know. It's not you. It's him. And it's like, whoa, dude. Whoa. It's yeah. It's not. Mm, no, oh. I don't like Neelix. I'm trying to think if, if anybody's even close and I don't think there is anybody. No, no, maybe, maybe dream data, but that's real. Like, like kind of nuanced, <laughs> you know? Right. But that's so specific. This is like a main character. Yeah. Like yeah. data having dreams is annoying, but Neelix is n- annoying all the time. Okay, so like I hate, uh, what's her name on DS Nine, Kai Wynn. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. I, and part of that is just because of the genius level 
you know, acting that's that's you know used to bring that character to life. You're supposed mm-hmm. to hate her, though. That's the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's close, you know. But here's the thing: I love to hate her. Yeah. Yes. There, you know, that's a, it's one of those characters where she's made for you to hate her, and she the actress does such a good job to make you hate her that you're just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, just oh bless you, child, and you're just like, oh bitch. Yeah. Neelix walks in the room and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't have to say anything. He just Oh, look. Captain, I made some cheese to put in your coffee. Hmm. It's an old Galaxian recipe. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I didn't like you on Benson. I don't like you here. He was on Benson as well? Oh, yeah. He was one of the, like, the press secretary or oh, press here. guy. Hmm. He fell in love with one of the, sec- I think, Benson's secretary. Interesting. They got married. So it's like him and Clayton Endicott the third, Benson alum. He's a shittier version of Quark, basically. I can definitely see that, yeah. Yeah. But where Quark is charming and kind of fun and Neelix is just terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he was supposed to be the good studio clean version of uh of of Quark I can see for this that. show. And because I don't know, he sucks. I just I don't like him. No, me neither. I don't think anybody does, but that's the whole thing. But this is where we kind of left off last week because we were talking about the away team going to the planet, and Neelix kind of worked his way on there to try to negotiate with these. I, I, I believe last week I called them um, Klingons at Burning Man. This race of aliens. The um, the oh, he's, what are they called? Oh, the, uh, the Kazon. Yeah, the Kazon. I kept wanting to say Kurzon. Yeah, that's Kurzon Dax. That's from the good yeah. show. The Kazon Ogla. <laughs> yeah, but these are the, the, the Kazons. And so, so. Well, that's the thing is he's he's selling them on. He's like, oh, your people went to the fifth planet. Then, you know, they might be with the Akampa. And then when we get down to the planet, it's like, okay, so these are the Kazon. We're going to have to negotiate. And Janeway's like, who the fuck are the Kazon? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 what we're here for. I mean, the thing that I didn't thought was odd about this scene was they can clearly see that this is going to be hostile mm-hmm. immediately, and they don't pull their phasers or anything. They're just walking in like, okay, everything's going to be great, and then they just—that's the easiest capture of a crew I've ever seen before in my whole life. Yeah, they just—they I mean, walk of, into it. Some of it's well, one, they weren't prepared for the situation. There, you gotta be prepared. Every, you gotta be prepared for every mentally, Starfleet. you know. Come on. Well, there's an arrogance of Starfleet. One, we're, we're Starfleet. You know who the fuck are these guys? There's your guy didn't prepare you, mm-hmm. right? Oh, we might have to negotiate with the, the Okampa. Turns into okay, so these guys might be a little shady. What? Yeah. You know, then it turns south real quick. So this this entire interaction went negative. All because of Neelix. Oh yeah, no totally. And it leads to the next couple of years of the Kazon being a threat because of Neelix's first introduction to these characters. Well, I mean, we also find out later that, like, you know, he, Neelix was saying that you know, negotiation tool with them could be water. They love, they need water. They fight mm-hmm. for water. So it's like, uh, you know, reverse water world. And so they bring a bunch of water. So then the Burning Man Klingons are like, "Cool, look at all this water. This is awesome," you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we see Kess or whatever her name is, Kess. 
Yeah, Cass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see Cass, and she's all beaten up and shit, and Neelix sees her. And then he goes all, like, raging Bronco on everybody and, like, pulls a heist move. He just grabs his phaser and, like, puts it to the guy's neck. It's like, all right, give us the girl or get us out of here. It's like, what is happening here? Well, that's because now we find out the truth of it is he was just trying to get her. He owed these guys some water from last time he was here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Deal went south. Shady he's, motherfucker. He's some kind of weird pedophile. Um, Jesus. Well, no, because she's, what, three? So, you know. <laughs> well, technically, yes, because they only and they, they established that, what, the, 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 these race of people, they only live to be nine, and they're not good servants. That's what we yeah. learned about them. What would you want them for? They're worthless. Okay, so here's the thing that, that was really getting me in this episode, and I know it's the pilot episode, but it's just like the exposition. Was, was it always this heavy on the other shows? No. Oh, I'm just so angry. That's because I'm half Klingon. Yeah. In case you don't know what these ridges are. Yeah. Oh. In case you have never watched uh, Star Trek ever like, in your entire yeah. life. Well, I mean, and I guess there's some fucking nitwit at UPN that made that note. Yeah. Well, what if, you know, this is a network. What if no one's watched this this Star Trek thing before? We need to, this could be their introduction to it. It's like, bitch, no. I bet no. anybody watching this, the reason you have a network is the success of the show. Yeah. There's can, like way less heavy handed ways to get that same information out there rather than just like, oh, it's probably because I'm half Klingon. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Just I can definitely don't I can be def- racist. I could definitely see that being like an like a, a naked a network executive note. What's mm-hmm. a Klingon? What is that thing? What are those things on her head? Oh, those are ridges because she's a Klingon. Hey, we, a, a what? We, we need people to know that Janeway is not uh, a dyke. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, because so, she's a, she's a woman in power, so obviously she's a lesbian. So we have to we have to break that and have us introduced to her boyfriend, and she's got a dog. And, yeah. and she, she, so she's a good she, she's gonna be a good housewife when she gets married. Yeah, so we have, people st- have to. People have to know that that that's still an option. Once she stops this Star Trek stuff and gets home and has a baby or something, <laughs> she'll settle down. Yeah, barefoot I mean, in the it, kitchen. That's that's what I mean. I I've been watching TV way too long that I see these things and I'm like, there's some motherfucker making a goddamn note. Well, how how do we know? How how do we know? She has to be sensitive. No, she what? Yeah. I mean, what was it she said in the book that no other captain had uh, the the level of attention to her hairstyle? Well, that she to be had. fair, Picard was bald, and um, your Shatner boy, had a toupee. Yeah, Shatner had a toupee, so his hair just looked like whatever they put on that day. Yeah, right, get us that one, perfect. I don't know. No, but um, yeah, Neelix is automatically unlikable. Kess seems okay, I guess. This is I. I went back and I rewatched the episode because we learned that Kess is a race of those people who live underground. Mm-hmm. But the 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 Burning Man Klingons mentioned that there's no way to get down there. They've been at war with them forever, and they can't figure out how to get down there. Yep. But then, 
Cass is like, oh, we can get down there. It's really, and the rest of the episode is just them getting down underground really easily. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I found they that... didn't even try. They so, literally did not even try. So it the other th- thing, it was a throwaway line when they were in the in the uh, medical suite, where she's like, okay, yeah, just do a sweep of the planet to see if we can find some anomalies in the in the in the force field that keeps them down there. And then lo and behold, they're down there. Like it was, that easy. Walk, walk right in. Yeah, like how shitty are these aliens if they can't get down to see these Okampa people? I mean, the Federation did it in two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't have transporters. They don't have tra- that, that That's a thing. Yeah. The, nobody in this. That's Neelix when we beamed him. Well, when we when Voyager beamed him over, they were like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Because he never. You're going to before. beam me. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. So nobody, they don't have replicators and they don't have transporters. That's the big thing in this quadrant. Okay. Even so I have though, a question. Uh-huh. Okay, so they gave them all this water. Mm-hmm. Does that not basically deplete their supply of matter that they can use on the replicators so, on their ship? It just seems like if they're going to be stranded, they, they need don't to not know give away, yet. like, well, that's true. That's true. I'm so at this it's, point, it's just like, okay, it's just replicator. And you can use the Bassard ram scoops to uh, collect hydrogen as you're uh, mm. as you're I've, traveling. I've never heard of this fancy technology. Yeah, those red dealies on the front of the nacelles; mm-hmm. those are Bassard ram scoops. And basically, as you're traveling, it collects like free hydrogen that's floating okay. about. Yeah, so just that, refilling the the tanks. It's extremely slow. But it's just one of those things that, hey, you can do it, so, you know, top it off while you can kind of thing. And you're 70, mm-hmm. million, you light, you're 70 million light years away. You might as yeah. well. But it's it's mm-hmm. not – well, no, but it's not something you can depend on. Yeah. And it's going to be an issue as, as we move on. But then mm. they can always drink and eat their own shit, right? Because that's what they sure. – That's what they're doing on Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. No spoilers, bro. Oh. It's just they finally confirm what we've been saying since day one on this show. What's the repli- that? The replicators, you're eating your own shit. Nice. Like, he just comes out and says it. Cool. You like that apple? Good. It's made out of my shit. What? <laughs> I pulled it right out of my butt. No, that's not <laughs> how it works. No, but I did, though. Yeah, because it, it looks just like this other <laughs> this other one. So since they look the same, they're replicated. I got right? That, that's there. what that means, right? Why do you have, like, four apples on a string? <laughs> What? Question is, why don't you? <laughs> it's so Thursday. You... <laughs> you know what it was. You know what this day's about. So then, yes. So for the rest of the episode, they just make it really easy to get to the Ocampa, who the other people couldn't figure out how to do it, but it's just really easily, and yeah. and they did it very simply. Because well, at one point in the in like the alleyway where we see a very handsome Harry Kim looking like Jonathan Taylor Thomas with his hair that way, mm-hmm. he looked really he looked really handsome. Like he's a good looking dude. Yeah, I don't. I, I want to stress that because I mean you don't really see a lot of Asians on TV in 1998. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really much of a thing. So to see an Asian guy on TV is pretty cool. 95. Yeah, 95 even. And he's not in a can. He's not doing karate. Like that's pretty impressive. You know? <laughs> He plays the clarinet. Yeah. He's real sensitive and he's kind of a dork. But we'll get there. Um, so, so when they're when they're in the alleyway, we meet the other lady who's like, Yeah, you can rub this on your injury because it's like made of plants and stuff. And 
you know, and she's like, well, you know, if we can get to our people, there'd be a way out of here. And she says, oh, well, you can go through the old mines or whatever the way we came in, but it'll take you days or weeks to get through that rock. Cause it's me. She said meters of rock. Yeah. Meters. Well, let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I've only got like two days to live from whatever the sickness is, but let's get started. <laughs> but it apparently, it, I don't even see that. I don't even remember seeing them dig. Like they just they come. Yeah. They just come through a hole. And like, then there's like this, this mine that's got these perfectly made, like these perfectly crafted steps up to the top of the planet. Well, not too perfect, but, but good. But, but this is they do the classic thing of hey we you know Kim and Torres escape just as the captain and the crew show up in the town square. It's like on the oh, escalator. Just, <laughs> this is for me. This is like this is why I procrastinate. Hey, we should escape, uh, but if we do, the captain might show up, and then what? I've yeah. wasted all this time and energy. Yeah, because I mean the captain's probably on the escalator right now, coming over to the food court, so we're going to be safe. <laughs> Yeah, everybody come. Every, if you just stay at the food court, everybody will eventually come through the food mm-hmm. court. Did we I know f- the youngins don't know this because a lot of the malls in their dying gasps to stay alive have done away with food courts. But if you go to the food court, your mom will eventually show up and she can't hit you in the food court because there's too many witnesses. Mm-hmm. So this is the way to go. And hopefully by the time you get through the mall and back to the car, she's calmed down enough that she won't hit you as hard. So mm-hmm. always go to the food to court plan. If you get separated from your parents or your starship captain, you just meet up in the food court. Mm-hmm. And, and, and since I mean, half of Voyager's filmed in malls over the next seven years, food court is the option. Yeah. Don't go out. Don't leave the mall. Don't go outside. That's this is the nineties. You'll get kidnapped. Yeah. Stay inside. Stay in the mall with witnesses. <laughs> Well, the food court at Lynnhaven Mall in Virginia Beach was always pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a long time, but they had a Taco Bell. I hear you get COVID now. Oh, well, yeah, that's why I don't go anywhere. They had a Taco Bell and a, and a Chick-fil-A and a McDonald's and a spa. I mean, they had a lot of good. And they're like, why does every mall food court have like a weird Chinese restaurant? Everyone, they just have like yes. an off-brand Chinese restaurant like Kim's. Well, now, did you were you at Lynn Haven since they you yeah you used to live down that way since yeah, that they was my remodeled jam. growing up that was the deal. I remember well, yeah, they but put you growing McDonald's up, in. it was different than what it is now. I haven't been there in years, so I couldn't tell you. Because when I first moved here in '95, mm-hmm. they had the the carousel, yeah. and it was before they built the parking garage, and the theater was inside the mall. They had two theaters inside the mall at one point. And then they wow. they did all the renovations, yeah. and the theater is now outside the mall, mm-hmm. and they re restructured the the food court situation. There was actually because there was a third theater because that one place that was kind like, of off. That, yeah, now it's like a I think it's like a bingo hall or something or like mm-hmm. a go kart place. Go kart, yeah. Go kart. That was a movie theater too. I saw Phantom Menace at that movie theater. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be right because Phantom Menace was what 98, 99. 99? Yeah. So this episode of Star Trek is bef- is pre prequel. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw I saw uh, Generations at the downstairs theater at Lynn Haven. Okay. My first experience with sushi was at the over in that same ring where the the theaters are. Mm-hmm. Upstairs on the other side, there was a Chinese restaurant. That place was great. 
that was my first sushi experience yeah, and i yeah. didn't know what wasabi was that place was great oh but you found out oh yeah they said oh yeah it's kind of like spicy mustard and i'm like okay i like spicy mustard so i just <laughs> put a big old thick layer on top of the uh the on uh, the the roll mm-hmm. popped it in my mouth and my sinuses were open for the next three and a half years there you go so, <laughs> good, good times and they haven't been open since nope <laughs> closed right came back to virginia Shut and all that down. all that pollen pine yes. tree bukkake but, uh, mm-hmm. no so they're you know what is it they the captain gets in kim and uh, torres escape and then um now all of a sudden the pulses from the array it stopped sending them stuff yeah. and now it's bombarding the surface so it'll like collapse all the tunnels and stuff so there's no way in yes so here's the thing what was his end goal here i was trying to figure that out because we realized taking care of them now it sounds like he's trying to crush them to death well he he's not trying to destroy them he's just trying to seal them in but he's been sending them extra food so they'll have like a few years extra supplies yes on top of But on top of that, though, he hasn't given them any way to a means of production. uh So he now he's like, oh, I can't take care of them anymore, but I have to save them by sealing them in. That's like me putting extra food in the hamster cage (laughs) and then like welding the top shut and going later. Bye. And then leave. (laughs) You know, the food runs out eventually. Right. I don't I don't understand what what his goal is. Like, so. If because I can't take care of you, then no one will. Yes. Goodbye. The accompanies <laughs> are just straight up abused. You've got one guy gaslighting them. You got another one like abusing them physically. And then this dude is just like, you know, no one will ever love you like I love you. If I can't have you, nobody can. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, sorry about that whole water thing. Well, they figured it out because they were trying to, because um, um, uh, the Vulcan guy. I'll learn their names eventually, I swear. Tuvok. Tuvok. Um, he's, his whole thing is, well, I figured it out. It's a hypothesis that the, the, the caretaker's dying yeah. because he's increasing the energy supply. They now have five years' worth of energy, and he's trying to close the conduit so nobody, so nobody can get in. So he's dying. And they're like, okay, cool. That's what we're going with. And then they make their way to the surface, which is a really easy trip because they have to get – it's my favorite part of the whole episode. We're like, well, there, there's breaches in the in the security field, but if we don't touch them, they like basically play a game of space limbo. <laughs> like they just sideways limbo. Don't touch it. Yeah, safe. Suck your breath in. Suck your breath in. And Neelix doesn't die, so which he could have there, which would have been cool. Unfortunately, then then they make their way to the planet surface and then they get beamed back aboard no no then paris goes back in after yes. chakotay yeah because chakotay because i guess the captain and stuff hadn't come out so he's like okay let's go back in they go back down and chakotay had broken his leg in one of the explosions That'd one of the done yeah leave him go on without me yeah that's what he says go on without me don't don't risk the mission for me I'm just a, a, a terrorist. But Paris goes back and then says some really insensitive stuff. Oh, Again, my God. This, this, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. 
This whole thing is a bunch of uh, racists. Even in 95, that was still kind of cringy. Yeah. What was it like? Can you turn us into a bird so we can fly out of here or something like what? What the hell? He says that too, and he also says, "Isn't your tribe the one who does the life debt? Like now, I own you or something like that, or now your life belongs to me." Where are you getting this stuff, Tom Paris? I mean, here's the well. This is what happens when all the Native Americans leave planet Earth. The education, I mean, mm-hmm. you already see how shit our education system is about indigenous peoples now. Mm-hmm. What if they all just got in a rocket and left? Do you think Earth is teaching about them? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. The no. Picard family left a grant that you just forget that shit, right? It's just like, mm, that was kind of awkward. All right, all the white people in favor of us not teaching about that anymore. Raise your <laughs> hand. I, okay, the eyes have it. I mean, <laughs> You leave the planet and you have an awkward history with white people. They stop teaching that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it never happened until the Cardassian War shoves it back who? in your face. The who? The what? Native? Amer- I never heard of that. That's no, no, that's not a indigenous thing. people. That body? No. What? Where did they come from? Where did they? If they are real, where did they go? Where did they come from? Where did they go? <laughs> nah, that's bullshit. You know what? That's fake I'm news. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Look, if they if we did have those people, they'd have their own United States continent like the black people do. We just put them on Africa. They're over just, in the United States of Africa. Yeah. They're not there. So the Asians are be? in the United States of China. <laughs> <laughs> so China. You got all the Hispanics in, in, in the, the United States of uh, Hispaniola. So, I mean, why uh, why ain't there a, 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 an indigenous peoples of America yeah. state? That's how poorly the Native Americans are treated. Yes. We just, and, oh, and, you know what? Why don't you just go get a new planet? But like, here's the thing, though. There was a Native American character on uh, the animated series. I think it's like Dawson. Uh, if they're Dawson treating him this bad there. in 95, in the 60s, did he have like a fucking full feather headdress on no he was he was a starfleet he was uh what is it? operations he had a red shirt and well there you go made him a red shirt but oh. uh he had a you know standard 70 or 60s starfleet style haircut mm. and then in uh the motion picture there were several native americans like with like the long hair and the the feathers mm-hmm. and you know it's like hmm, we we need central casting to put a couple of indians in space suits <laughs> what no you racist captain fuck. kirk smoke em peace pipe <laughs> and it's just like oh there yeah there's the awkward shit again yeah and it's real it's real bad mm-hmm. it's like okay if he can do that why can't uh ensign row have her earring but then you know we move past that. I don't know. So I it's was, just yeah, the the earth racism. in general is just it's it's like we're we're all the Indian officers, we're all the Chinese officers. That's I mean, the majority have, of the planet right now. We have uh, um, Harry. We have Harry. Harry Kim. He's is he ja- He's Japanese though, right? Korean. Isn't Korean. He? He's Korean. No okay. Kim. I don't know. Now I feel racist. Thanks, Bob. I don't know. Jesus. I'm just, I, I, he's, he's Asian of some sort, which I guess is a good start, right? Yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing. So, 
Well, the we're sitting here like, uh, is he is he Japanese? Is he Korean? What is it? Well, I mean, well, Sulu was Japanese, was Japanese, but then he was played by no, he was he was Korean, but then he was played by a Japanese actor, right? Mm, I thought Sulu ben. was Japanese. He's ignoring us. No, I'm just I'm no Sulu was was supposed to be Japanese, but he was born in San Francisco. Okay. Because I've been to where he says that. Harry Kim. There's a cut scene in uh, Star Trek Four where we supposedly run into, where like we run into one of his ancestors. And it's just like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Harry Kim. Um, According to Garrett Wang, he thought his character was Korean hmm. and suggested that. Uh, Hoshi Sato's character be made Chinese and they replied oh but we already have a Chinese character and he's mm -hmm. like who and they're like well you <laughs> so yeah oh, fucking okay. Hollywood's uh... and it's always like but I thought Hoshi Sato was Japanese so so then we have um yeah they're on the planet of the surface and they go back and get Chakotay and they say a bunch of racist shit to him and then they get him out of the plant, of the, of the hole, and then they're back on the ship, and everything's cool, everything's hunky dory. But now they're being attacked by the Burning Man guys. Oh no! What are we gonna do? The Burning Man guys are here, and then, they ran out of weed, so they're pissed. Yeah, <laughs> and so then, then the captain and who goes with her? Tuvok. Tuvok. The captain and Tuvok go over to the ship to kind of investigate what's going on with the caretaker and lo and behold he is indeed dying and yeah. he was and he was bringing people here to try to find someone to have sex with to have uh to have like offspring i guess yeah so he could let them take over for him because he's been here for a thousand years or something mm -hmm. and i guess there's another person who was there but they split because yep. they found all this rather boring and the caretaker has this sense of duty to the Ocampa because he wants to take care of them. He wants, obviously, because his name's the fucking caretaker, Bob. But that's his whole thing. So he's got this sense of duty and he feels terrible about dying. So he doesn't want to die. He's got to stay alive to take care of them. Well, he he's the reason that they lost their atmosphere. Yeah. We, so, or he the, reveals the that water. too, yeah. So he's got this a weird sense of guilt, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I was into that, so that's why they were. Yeah, forced. but I I don't know about this other caretaker, because you know his mate or whatever. Because apparently she's like, yeah, deuces, I'm out of here. She went out for cigarettes and never came back. And never came back. It's like <laughs> yeah, I ain't taking care of shit. Yeah. All right. So they they okay. So they said that the Acompans were like, oh well, we've been here for. You know, our ancient books say that we came here um, 500 generations ago. That's a long time. Right. Not really. So for us, really so for generation is roughly 20 years for us. Uh -huh. A generation so be, for them. Yeah, that's true. So it's 10,000 years. Yeah. Right. For them, though, if 20 years and our average lifespan is 80, then their average lifespan is nine. Yeah. So roughly just over two years okay. is yeah. a generation for them. 
So it's a thousand years. So a thousand years, it works out. So, you know, caretaker said he's been here for a thousand years. So I, I appreciate that they at least did the math on that. Yeah. I, know, or, you know, I, it, I could tell that you wanted to try to bust him. You were like, mm. oh, I'm, do, <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm doing, I'm like converting fractions. I'm yeah. like, okay, so 20 over 80 equals X <laughs> over nine. How many Bajoran months is that? <laughs> I'm out. Oh, come on. We need him tonight because Dennis didn't show up. Dennis bailed true. on us. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Dennis isn't here. Just, <laughs> let's, let's just have a good show. Then we have the whole battle scene with the space hippie Klingons and the uh, the caretaker dies because he's like this weird blob thing. Yeah. And then, you know, he kind of turns into this weird rock. And I got to wonder if she's she, I, don't, cool. I don't remember if she kept that rock or not. Like in she, later episodes, if it's like on a shelf or something. She took it. I mean, she picked mm -hmm. it. It was in she her picked hands. picked it up. You know. It's paperweight. Just I mean, I would, my desk. I would, keep I, I, you know, maybe in like, if they ever come across this other caretaker person, um, have like, when they like meet them, she just like brings out a shoe box and opens it up and go, oh yeah, by the way, here's your friend. This. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he turned, he turned we did this to him. What do you think we'll do to you? <laughs> Send us home. Yeah. So I guess they have to make the decision because they, uh, the caretaker, doesn't have enough power or something or whatever no, they're trying he's to gotta use off his power to to um to break up the accompanying doorways or whatever yeah and no he's got to blow up the station because he can't let oh the, the technology he can't mm -hmm. let the space hippies get the technology yep and so she then so janway rightly so thinks well if the station gets blown up how are we going to get home so she has like this kind of moment of crises and then Tuvok brings up the prime directive which i'm sure is going to be a hot topic on this show oh yeah for mm -hmm. i mean because how else are they going to do it they're going to have to break the prime directive left and right every week they're going to have to break the prime directive to get anywhere mm -hmm. no i'm sure she'll never have any kind of quandary with the prime directive for the next seven years <laughs> everything will be fine sure Sure. No. no one's no one's morals will be tested. Ethics will be maintained. Janway basically plays God at this point and says, well, we can't let this happen to the Ocampus, so we're going to let the space station blow up. And, and well, no, we're going to blow it up. Yeah, they blow it up. Yeah. Well, no, but then it's just like at least just one person on the ship, though, has some good sense because, you know, Balan's like, you're going to do what? Who the fuck are you to, to strand <laughs> us here? What yeah. the shit? Well, I'm sorry. It's my Klingon blood. I'm just so angry sometimes. I really have to dial that back. Um, you know, who do you think you are? And then, you know, Chakotay. Oh, she's the captain. Oh, come on, Chakotay. You just got Save here. that bullshit. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, if, if Indian Planet didn't get traded to the Cardassians, your ass would still be in Starfleet because you're still so much of a fucking captain suck up. Yeah. Well, the captain said, dude, you're a terrorist commander. Yeah, but the captain said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very. Hey, we're going to go storm the Capitol. Yeah, but the captain said not to. Oh, well, guess party's over. It was very much. Uh, he folded quicker than Superman on laundry day, which is a great expression. <laughs> I've always enjoyed. But like, yeah, he was done. He's like, OK, she's the captain. 
Yeah. She's the captain. She's doing what she has to do. She's yeah. the captain of the ship. And then they proceed to blow up this giant space station with one torpedo, but then oh, they two. couldn't. They, but they couldn't do any damage to the space hippies with any of their shit. Like, nothing. Well, you see, they're using the phasers on the space hippies. Use the torpedoes, man. Yeah, but you've only got a limited supply. Well, there's two gone right so out they the window. Use the, they use tricobalt devices. Well, they should have been Those are to like more them. powerful. You don't got a bunch of them. They should have been trying to blow up them space hippies because they were in some real trouble there for a while mm-hmm. with the space hippies. So Until Chakotay so. flew a ship into it. Yeah. You thought they would have got Kim to do that. Oh. <laughs> it was a kamikaze mission. Come on. God, dude, we can't make those jokes when Dennis isn't here. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. No chick jokes when, when Jenny's gone. No where's my sandwich jokes. You can make those kind of jokes. It's okay. Okay. No, but not when you're not when you're not here. We can make them when you're here because saying, since I you're, give you permission. Exactly. Thanks, you're Jamie. here and it's okay. But if you're gone, even if you give permission, people listening later are like, they don't even have any broads on that show. They must be sexists. <laughs> what a sausage party. <laughs> that door truck's a real sausage party. There's no badge on that show. They can't, can't say that kind of stuff. So weird. Like a, they a must podcast. Not be woke. A, a podcast about Star Trek that's been on for almost 400 episodes. What a fucking bunch of sausage party losers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. They blow up the space station and now they're stuck there. And Janeway gives like a rousing speech at the end about how blah, blah, blah. We're going to find our way home and we're going to do all this stuff. I wish I had like an actual transcript of the speech. I'm sure I could find it. Oh, yeah. It's probably mm-hmm. on the, the what do you call it, that uh, memory bullshit. Oh, here it is. We're alone in an uncharted part of the galaxy. There it is. We've already made some friends here and some enemies. We have no idea of the dangers we're going to face, but one thing is clear. Both crews are going to have to work together if we're going to survive. Now, Ben, do it like um, um, uh, Mark Twain. Now, that's why I commanded Chakotay, and I have agreed that this should be one crew. That's more Jimmy Carter. I'm sorry. A Starfleet crew. See, I can do Jimmy Carter. It sounds like you're doing like a Ken Burns uh, narration or something. <laughs> Civil and War. As the, and as the only Starfleet vessel assigned to the Delta That's Quadrant. That's Bill Clinton. You, got, you need your time was. First say time ta, was. Ta, ta, now time was. There you, I mean, there you the, go. Now see, now we'll continue to follow our directive to there seek out is. new worlds and new explore space. But time was our primary goal was clear. <laughs> Even at maximum speeds, it would take 75 years to reach the Federation. On a river. I'm not willing to settle for that. There's another entity like the caretaker out there somewhere on a riverboat <laughs> who has the ability to get us there a lot faster. And we'll be looking for. There you we'll go. We'll be looking for wormholes and spatial yes. rifts or yeah. new technology to help us. And time was sometime along this journey. We'll find our way. <laughs> Mr. Paris, set a course for home. That's, so speech. that's, that's just too too long of a speech. To yeah, but you needed, but once you hit your trigger word, you were good. You needed a yeah. time was. You were lost. Yeah. I there. try not to do that anymore because it, it turned into a thing and people started ripping me off and doing it badly. You know what? Listen, I felt like I've heard that kind of thing before from you, from, from Justin, from other people. Yeah. Like, 
I stopped doing this bit once other people took it. And I was like, that seems like a dumb thing. Like somebody takes your thing. Like that means that they like it. They appreciate it. Yeah. And then I had somebody take my fucking bit. And you know what? I was done. What bit, <laughs> done. What bit did they take? I, I won't say on the air. Yeah. But I'll say it. I'll say it off there. I want to know. What was it? Who, well, I'll tell you after the, after the show. Well, yeah. Who took it is one thing. I can't say. Oh, I don't shit. Say. This is some serious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, podcast intrigue. Well, I will say this. Welcome to our world because, I mean, look, Void, I mean, excuse me, Discovery took the two-dick Klingon thing. That was our bit. How many Take How many moments. Argyles gin, you know, yeah. his hooch in the Jeffries tubes? That was our bit. Mm-hmm. Drunk uh, Riker, mm-hmm. you know. I think that was obvious, but I think we were the first, maybe the first ones to say it. Nobody, that's the thing is everybody worships at the shrine of, of Roddenberry, and, and Trek can do no wrong. And it's the whole, you either love Star Trek or you hate it. But if you hate it, you don't care enough to get into it. We love it enough that we, we know the secret places and, and the words that they use. The so places. when they say that Klingons have redundant <laughs> organs, we go organs. I got an organ for you. Oh, Klingons have two dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are the things, mm-hmm. you know, Riker, you know, doesn't want any baby mama drama, so he fucks them, beams back to the ship, blows up their space station. Yeah, that's hardcore. Uh, has anyone else referred to that guy as Kevin Hitler? No. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that's my favorite, Kevin Hitler. Kevin. I still remember, though, the, like, what, 15 minutes of Kevin. That's the dumbest alien name ever. <laughs> we had Kevin Hitler and the Area of Blackness, which is always a good one. So, I don't know. but and yeah, then so, I'm, I'm seeing all the hate for Discovery today. On where there's an article comparing it's like, oh, you know, Burnham after it took Burnham three years to make Captain on Discovery, and it took Cisco three I years to make seen Captain. It. Well, you know what? It's been out for a while. I'm I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm just saying. I mean, I, don't I give care. everybody, I give people passwords all fucking day. Goddamn kids in, in fucking Portsmouth are buying Xboxes with my fucking Amazon account. I give out my password so much. So That's it's just it's I mean, hey, I'm not I'm not hating on you. I have my own CBS All Access account and I do appreciate what else we do, Ben. It's wonderful. <laughs> um but um it's yeah, and I just I just haven't watched. I don't know why. That's the thing. Like we were talking about earlier. I just fall in and out of stuff and right now I'm just not <laughs> into watching it's this, like I don't want to have to pay attention that hard. You, exactly. <sighs> Discovery exactly. though wasn't that hard to to watch this season. I know I'm sure it's great, and I'm, I've heard really good things about it. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'll get to it. I'm you guys haven't even it. watched Picard yet. No, I haven't. So when I mean, like the fact that Jean Luc is dead, I mean that would be like something to tell people. But oh, I can't because the nobody's watched him? it. The doctor did kill him. Damn son. And a sword fighting Chinaman, but uh... it's just. I tried with Picard, and I, just, I, I, I yeah. once Seven and Nine showed up. I was like, I don't. This is all just nostalgia. I should be watching this. This is the love boat. See, here's the thing: is I think once you finish Voyager, and then you go back to watch Picard, I'll appreciate it. You'll more. appreciate it a lot more. Okay. You will appreciate it a hell of a lot more, and you'll be pissed off at certain scenes, like me and Chris were. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Um, so this this and I guess before it ends, she makes Paris a, a full fledged member of the crew. Yeah. So here's the thing: she makes the Maquis provisional officers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But she makes Paris like a full on Starfleet officer. Didn't she pull him out of prison? 
Yeah, but he got kicked out of Starfleet. Chakotay yes. left Starfleet um, to go back to his home planet because of the, enjoying the Maquis. Paris got kicked out of Starfleet. So the, neither one of them are in Starfleet. Balana got kicked out of the Academy. Yeah. I mean, so they're, you know, it's like, how is she a lieutenant commander equivalent or even a lieutenant equivalent? And poor Harry Kim sat in the Academy for four years and they are out in space for seven years. That motherfucker's an ensign. The whole time. <laughs> I, I've saw, I saw Tuvok and uh, um, Tom get demoted and promoted. Yeah. Right? They may drink twice. Yeah. I and mean, Harry's at, still an ensign. Look at Nog. Nog started as like a 13-year-old kid hanging out with fucking Jake Sisko. Yeah. Now he's a goddamn lieutenant. Like, it's just crazy. When season eight, he's a fucking captain. Yeah. Well, that's season eight. So then they kill him, which is sad. But yeah, so um, that's Voyager. That's, that's the Caretakers part one and two. Yeah. Some of it was kind of erratic. I thought the second half of the episode was just unnecessary to some extent. Like the way they just kind of move around the this underground community with ease kind of annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you've got this dedicated team of of technology. You know they're still technologically technologically advanced. They have spaceships and ray guns. These Kazon Uglas guys. Yeah. And they want to get down there and get to that water. It went from it's impossible to do to like, oh yeah, we can get down there. Yeah, just use the just use the escalator. Use the stairs. <laughs> like, there's fucking stairs and a giant hole in the ground. Like how difficult can maybe this be? that's how we get in. Just, <laughs> so maybe then the Kazon are just really, really stupid. They're just stoned all the time. They're like, man, it, there's got to be a way down there, man. No, man, we tried. <laughs> I don't know. I never cared for the Badlands because that's the thing is after they you know they make them so that then I was the bad was this where we introduced the Badlands was this episode? I feel like the Badlands were around before this because we had Maquis episodes, but but yeah, I get what you're saying about the Badlands. It just it seemed like now after this they started showing up a lot more yeah. in, in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and I just I I don't know. I just, I don't hate this, but at the same time, oh no, they created uh, the Badlands for Voyager. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I thought the episode was okay. Like, it was okay. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Much like many two-part Star Trek episodes, it felt uneven. Mm -hmm. I was very much into the first half of the episode. I thought it was cool. It was a cool premise. There was a good mystery. Um, but then, like I said, I just didn't like the way they were able to travel around the underground world so easily. Like, I found that. That's why I actually went back and watched it again. I was like, did I miss something? Like, this has to be more difficult than it was. But it wasn't. What happened to you the know? disease? Yeah, I the don't The caretaker know. took them off the planet, you know, took them away from the crew and put them to the Okampa. Because that's where, you, once you get the disease, to keep it from spreading on your ship, he, he separates you and sends you to the Acampa, and they can take care of you, like hospice or something. But So now they just have coronavirus. They're just going to pass Well, no, they beam back up, and it's just like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I mean, what happened to it? It's just, yeah. it's gone. I got better. 
It <laughs> fell into a plot hole. Yeah. The ship then, went in a wormhole and... Uh... And again, the whole, oh, it'll take weeks to bust through all that rock. They just did it. They didn't even show you doing it. They just they just popped through a hole and there just happened to be a convenient flight of steps up to the top of yeah. the planet. There was a lot of that stuff in that second half that just felt really unnecessary. Like they were just kind of like walking around. It was like Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> like they're just, they're just going on a walk, you know, for a long ass time. And yeah. uh, it just didn't, I think they could have, use the time a little bit better to let us see. I don't know. I had to say, get to know the characters better. Cause we, I feel like we got to know most of them pretty well. Yeah. From all the exposition. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I think we said maybe last week or I heard recently, like show us, don't tell us yes. like just, mm -hmm. just freaking do the thing. And so that's kind of the only thing I didn't really care for so far besides Neelix's face. Well, yeah. <laughs> And then Neelix talks his way onto the ship after, like, he's clearly untrustworthy. He's got a shady reputation amongst these people, these space hippies, and you're just going to let him ride? That doesn't make sense to me. I, I would have jettisoned him right, sure. out, right out. Like, sure, we need a cook, even though we have a replicator that can do all this shit for us. Well, we're going to learn that the replicators are, like you said, if we're you know using up our matter to make this water, we're going to have to start uh, limiting how much energy we use which is cool stuff like the idea of having to ration energy mm -hmm. in the replicators it's a pretty like there's some cool things and some cool concepts yes. that i would like to see being built upon like you were saying with the torpedoes they only have a limited number that's awesome let's see that i want to see these things progress through the show but i know it doesn't really happen that way i was way. gonna say spoilers i know for a fact that there's no problem with the amount of torpedoes that they have there's actually a video out there where yes. the quote where they say how many is like, well, we only have so many four ton torpedoes left. And then they cut to fast cuts for every time <laughs> they fire a torpedo over the next seven years. Was it like three times as many as they Something started like out that. with? That's yeah. Awesome. And I love the idea that Brian Singer had with the show where like to have the, the ship like patchworked, like where they're just putting like dented fenders and shit on it. And then the cells have, you know, tape wrapped around them because they're breaking like the idea to me that the ship stays in pretty pristine condition throughout all this kind of bugs me too but we're jumping ahead yeah mm -hmm. there are things about voyager that i think could be really cool i love janeway yeah. i think janeway is awesome mm -hmm. you know um but i mean I on paper the whole idea of like this kind of uh mismatch mixed match crew why don't i don't know why i couldn't say that <laughs> And kind of coming together and being stranded out in the, the far side of the galaxy. Like, it all seems really like a cool idea. But I'm just, I'm afraid. And wouldn't it also be kind of like a pressure cooker, too? Like, people are going to mm -hmm. be in bad moods. They're going to be very grumpy because they're stranded out in the middle of space. Right. Like, so I hope, I hope, some, I hope some of that stuff comes to the surface as well. Like, some conflict based on the situation. You know, mm -hmm. where someone's just having a shitty day because, well, why do you think we've been out here for fucking two years and we're no closer than right. we were? I mean, we've well, all been like trapped in our houses for like 10 months now and yeah. we're about to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Try it for seven years. Yeah, exactly. And if they don't roll out these vaccines, we might. But uh, no, it's just, uh, I don't, yeah. This is going to storm the bridge one day. Well, no, I know that they have to address the whole Ponfar thing. They have yeah. to um, 
like all these different cultures. Then you got people, you know, forming relationships and breaking protocol on that front. You know, and I know Tom and, and Kim when they're not, you know, doing their best O'Brien and Bashir uh, impression. There's the Delaney sisters that they're always trying to hook up with. Yeah. So. So I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I'm going to give this episode a six. Are we on a one to ten? Or? I guess, right? Like one to well, ten. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I My motion to the committee, and I guess we have a quorum even though Dennis isn't here. Okay. Is that we go because there is an episode where they do a warp ten episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my proposition that we go back to a 10-point scale. Okay, well, okay. Deep Space Nine, we did 9 for 9 for Deep Space Nine, obviously. Mm-hmm. So for this one, we'll go back to 10. Um, so I'm giving it a 6. It's a 6. I, I, I think I'll give it a 5. I'll give it a 5.5. Yeah, I'm just going to be a dick and take away a half point. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to give it a 5, but it's the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And I tr- give a little forgiveness for pilot episodes. That's a good point. Because it's like, this is what they've got to use to sell to the network. Although I'm pretty sure this was sold just on the concept, not oh, the, yeah. you know, not the, the episode. Well, they built the network around the show. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was their flagship. But then acted like nobody knew what Star Trek yeah. was. But um, I, I, I'm going to give it a, a, like a, a steady six. Okay. Just because of um, it being the pilot, I would rate lower under normal circumstances. But it's like, okay, think about Encounter at Farpoint. Think about Emissary. See, I wasn't a fan of Emissary. So, like, the fact that, like, I was watching this and like, oh, this is the, this is supposedly the greatest Star Trek show. Mm, It's off to a shaky start for me. I don't know about this. Yeah, I hated Emissary. I don't remember what I gave it, but I, I remember just being like, oh, God. Now, what is baseball? What so is time? Here's okay. So when we were doing Deep Space Nine, remember how all of a sudden all the magazines and all the news articles started having stuff about Deep Space Nine? Yes. And it's just like what you know. It's like we led the way into the zeitgeist. Last week, I saw at least four different TikToks where the person was like, "Oh, I recently started rewatching uh, Voyager from the beginning." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, have I got the podcast for you? Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> but you're doing you know, the Lord's work. Have you have you heard about my podcast? Because that's what you want to hear. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but so be, maybe because yeah, it's the twenty fifth well, anniversary hang on, last year. T- to be fair, mm-hmm. it's not like we're a brand new podcast where we can say, Hey, have you heard about my podcast? We've got yeah. three hundred and eighty episodes where yeah. we're like, hey, We've been doing this for a really fucking long time. But it's just weird, though, that the rest of the world hits Voyager at the same time we do. But again, it's last year was the 25th anniversary. Yeah. And then there's a lot of like Jane, just got the statue. Um, now there's the big push to make this the 25th anniversary because they're like, hey, COVID uh, robbed us of Voyager's 25th ceremonies. Right. So we want to we want to reclaim 2021 as the. Yeah, but 2021 has to happen, and so far it's off to a pretty shaky fucking start. (laughs) Hey, we cured COVID, but there's a civil war. Yeah. (sighs) Jesus Christ. So, I just just hope we get through Inauguration Day. Easy peasy, that's it. (laughs) I know. 
so I, do, I don't well, want to get political on the show too not, much. Let's but not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's I got something to tell you after. Okay. Well, you guys, we're going to spill all the tea after the show. Hopefully, you're. Hey. If you're new, thank you for joining us. If you're a dedicated listener, thank you for joining us. If you didn't like Deep Space Nine and maybe you're back for Voyager, hey, thanks for joining us. We do this every week. It is Dork Trek, the longest-running, dirtiest Star Trek podcast on the internet. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we will be back next week with the second episode. Only 174 more, guys. Almost there. there. Almost there. Almost there. Almost to Enterprise. <laughs> it's been a long road. It, and it, it honestly way, will. When you put it that way, I'm kind of like, what in Voyager? Just take your time. It'll be fine. <laughs> Somehow I'm almost looking forward to Enterprise even less than Voyager. Really? We'll talk about that later, too. Okay. Okay. All All right. Well, thank you for listening. And hey, how's that soy chai latte coming?